this time we want to have our hands forth. I ask your God to bless us three times. Bless the Lord. 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 Congregation, Brother Eva Wilson. All right. Amen. Brother Eva Wilson, Congregation, Church of Faith. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for the opportunity. Amen. Uh, I'd like to just do a quick prayers and only before we start. Amen. You know, Amen. God will know understanding, give us knowledge and wisdom, and bring everything back to remembrance. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for the church. Thank you for everyone that's here, O oh Lord, to hear your word, God. You said that the word is the one needed thing to choose, Lord. And we choose that to be, O oh God. And I ask that you open up our minds to hear, O oh God, and let your spirit give the letter life and give us knowledge and wisdom and understanding and bring things back to my memory that I may explain it to oh God, that I may, you know, feed your flock your word, O oh Father. Lord, again, we thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everyone can be seated. Um, last time we, I preached on, you know, resting in the finished works of Jesus, and I told everyone that we'll be continuing on that, probably until the end of November, and so we'll still be dealing today with resting in the finished works of Jesus. Um, however, today... In part of the rest and the finished works of Jesus, something I would like to cover is the, co the two covenants. One, the covenant of the law, and then the second, the covenant of grace. Today I'll be covering the covenant of the law, also known as the Mozoic, Mozoic, Mozoic law. <laughs> and so um, we'll be getting into a little bit of that today. Uh, just a little recap. Uh, last time... We looked at the scriptures, we discussed and we saw that in the beginning God rested on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. And the reason he rested, he rested from blessing man. And man rested in the blessings of God. And we looked to see what we should rest from, right? Mm -hmm. So God created everything for man. And then created man afterwards. And we saw that there was nothing that man did to earn the righteousness that he, he got when he was created. There's nothing that he did to earn the blessing. There's nothing that he had done to earn God's presence with him. Uh, however, man did fail. And in man failing, man was no longer righteous. And in exchange for the blessings, man received the curse. And as a result, man stopped resting. Right? And so we want to continue from there, but this time uh, touching the covenant. So what is a covenant? A covenant is agreement between two parties. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, in the Bible, the covenant has two parts. Well, actually, yeah, Bible, there's actually like three covenants in the Bible. Right? We have the Abrahamic covenant, right? Then we have the Mosaic covenant, meaning the covenant of the law. And then we have the new covenant, 
right, which joins us to the Abrahamic covenant, right? Today we'll be discussing the Mosaic covenant, right? And the covenant has two parts, what the Jews had to do and what God had to do. I say the Jews because the covenant of the law was not given to us. The covenant of the law was given to the Jews. Mm -hmm. And so I like us to turn to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. We're going to go verse 1 to 3. And um, we're going to read the first part of the covenant. Of the requirements that God had for the Jewish people. For the covenant that he had with them in the wilderness when he gave it to Moses to give to the people. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1, 2, 3. Now today I'll be doing a little scripture reading. Um, some scriptures I'll ask you to turn to, but if I don't ask you to turn to, don't turn to it. You could write it down or you could look at my YouTube video and go back and see it right here. Uh, I will just read the scriptures that I don't actually turn to. Okay? That way we get through it quickly. Because at the end of the day, we human beings, we live in a world, and so we still have something called time. You know? <laughs> so, that will help things to go smoother. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1, 2, 3. When you have it, say amen. 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 Um, I will be reading using the NIV version. But you all can follow. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commandments I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on earth. And all these blessings will come to you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. I want us to look at a, a, a few things. Uh, first, last time I preached, we discussed how the blessings was free. And in the beginning, right, the blessings was free. And man did not have to work for it. Man did not have to earn it, right? Mm -mm. There's nothing that in the beginning that Adam and Eve could have done to get the Garden of Eden or to get the earth or to get the dominion. It all came as a gift. Even the righteousness that they were born without sin came as a gift. However, we see right here that this covenant, right, the Mosaic covenant, after men had fell, was conditional. To get the blessings. So he says here, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the sea and blessed in the country. The laws were given and the laws were divided into three parts. 
I know the Ten Commandments are, are the famous ten, but Ten Commandments were just one of those three parts. Uh, the Ten Commandments was referred to as the Decalogue, meaning the moral law. Mm -hmm. Then we had the sacrificial law. And then we had the law of the land, which is called a civil law. So mm -hmm. it was divided into three parts. And the Jewish people, in order to get these blessings, had to do all these laws, which came up to 614. Jeez. 640 laws. So not just the Ten Commandments. In order for the Ten Commandments to bear fruit in your life, you have to do the other 602. And so this is why we're thankful for Jesus. That's right. This is why we're grateful for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right? So let's go down right here now. Um, I want us to, I'm, I'll be reading right now, James 2.10. You don't have to turn to it, I'll be reading it. Very short scripture. It says, Who, for whoever keeps the law, yet stumble at just one point, is guilty of breaking all of it. Wow. All of it. Mm. This brings back to memory uh, the guy who went to Jesus and, and said, What? What do I have to do to be saved? And, and Jesus told him about the Ten Commandments. And, Jesus, and he said, I kept these all for my break. And Jesus told him, okay, go sell me all your wealth and follow me. The man walked away. Why? Because which one did he disobey? Idols. Anything that you put above God is an idol. And his money and his wealth was more important. God wasn't saying there we're not supposed to have money and not wealth. Mm -hmm. God was trying to point out to him that he says he does, mm -hmm. but he didn't. Mm -hmm. He said he'd keep them all, but you didn't. It's 613 laws. And so I asked myself when I started the scripture, why was the law given if God knew man couldn't keep it? The law was a schoolmaster. The law was like a tutor. The law was like a mirror to show man man's sinful nature. If you look back at Abraham, Lord God, in the Bible, God said Abraham was righteous. Right? But we saw Abraham lying. We saw Abraham lying. What made Abraham righteous was there was no law against lying in Abraham's time. A law was not given so a trespass was not found. Abraham did not become righteous because of what he did. If you read the scripture, the word says he was just believed God and it was counted to him unto righteousness. So the script flipped from it being free, the blessing, the righteousness, everything that God provided to us having to earn it. Why did that happen? So men fall and, and men was like, God, I need your blessings. And God was like, okay, here's the law. If you fulfill this, then you're righteous. Mm -hmm. And if you're righteous, I'm going to gift you the blessings like I did before. Mm -hmm. And so I asked myself, like, 
why God did that? Why God choose the Jewish people? Have them in the desert for 40 years. Give them 613 laws. Mm. Display their entire life before us. And during that entire time, the Jewish people were unable to keep the law. Until the time that Jesus came, they had so many kings, and the Bible tells you how many of the kings were evil. Every time, over and over and over and over again, they were not able to keep the law. Every time they stumbled, every time they fell, they were not able to become righteous by the law. Does that mean the law is not good? No. The law is perfect. But that's what the problem was. Perfect law was given to fallen man. Perfect law was given to not so perfect man. And I, I noticed like videos I watch with preaching and preachers and so everyone loved to you know, make a mockery of Adam and Eve of what they did. But even in the beginning, God was trying to show us that man need God mm -hmm. to fulfill the law or to fulfill the goodness in our lives. Mm -hmm. Because God gave Adam everything. He was lacking nothing. And he gave him one law in mm. the beginning. Right. One. Just one. <laughs> that one law, he said, do not eat from the tree of good and evil. But in giving that one law, it allowed temptation to come in. Because if no law was given, then the demons and devils and principalities can't tempt you to break something that's not there. Mm -hmm. But because a law was given, man looked like God. Man was a tribe-being like God. But man did not have the character of God. Mm. And that's what the law is. The character of God in his perfectness. Man did not have that. And that's why Adam fell in the beginning. And, and, and so Adam and Eve, they thought they was missing out on something. So when the devil told them, eat the fruit and you will be like God. But even though God said you are already like me, right? <laughs> they felt that they could be like God on their own. Mm -hmm. So they went ahead and they ate the fruit. So God in the, in the desert with the children of Israel, he did the same thing. He gave them the law to show them. To show man, man cannot do it alone. Mm -hmm. Man needs God. Man needs to rely on God to be good, to have the blessings. And that's why he gives us the opportunity to try to work for it. But anytime you're working to get something from God, right, or working to get to be righteous, it's self-righteousness. It's your own righteousness, right? It's no longer a gift. It's no longer grace. It's no longer a blessing. If you earned it, that's a debt that you have to be paid. And God did it to show us that we could not earn that debt. We could not fulfill the law. And that's why the law was given. The law is not bad. So what I'm saying today, does, does God say we don't have to fulfill the law? We don't have to not murder, not kill? No, that's not it. The law is good. God wants the law to be fulfilled in our life, but not by rule keeping because it didn't work. 
The Bible said those that are led by the Spirit are not under the law. So when Jesus came, he gave us a new way to fulfill things. He gave us the Holy Spirit. So let me tell you this story. When I was younger, I lived by my aunt. Um, and when I was by my aunt, I used to use the word being a lot. Always being this, being that, being that, being that. And my aunt, she, she, she wasn't educated. She didn't go to school. But she wanted what was good for me. So she wanted to tidy up my vocab. Right? So she said, stop using the word being. Guess what? I still use the word being. She said, stop using the word being in your sentences. I'm going to knock your head off. Guess what? She knocked my head off. Why? She had good intentions. She wanted me to tie up my vocab. Nothing was wrong with what she was telling me to do. The problem was, she never taught me something different. She never gave me different words to use. You see? That's the same thing with the law. The law will tell you, thou shalt not kill. But grace will tell you, love your neighbor as yourself. You see what I'm saying? And that's the difference with the law and grace. The Holy Spirit, right, comes inside of you. And he does way more than the law could ever do. Because if it was perfect in the sense of completing the job, Jesus would not have come to die. To fulfill it. So, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet, but it doesn't really go into teaching you. It says, honor your mother and thy father. But when you be rude, the Holy Ghost comes inside of you and convicts you and he says, okay, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. He says, apologize. Mm -hmm. Say you sorry. Don't do that again. So, honor thy mother and thy father. He shows you how and teaches you how to do it. Titus 2.10 says, the Spirit of the Lord will teach you how, the grace, sorry, will teach you how to live holy. So the end result of grace is still holiness. But where men went wrong is believing that they could do it by themselves. Yeah. By rule keeping. Let me give you an example. Um, on a private property, you could drive as fast as you want, as long as you want, 180 miles an hour, hmm. right? But as soon as you come onto the streets, if you go too fast, you break the law. Mm -hmm. Why? The streets have a law mm -hmm. of what you should not break, right? But the private property does not. But the law only shows you what's wrong with you, but it doesn't help you. And that's why Jesus came in, and that's why grace came in. Thank you. Ephesians two eleven twelve. Ephesians chapter 2, 11, 12. I'd just like us to read that one as well. The reason why I'm breaking down the law is 
we resting in the finished works of Jesus. We are really resting from self-effort, self-righteousness, and the works of the law, from working to become righteous. When Jesus came and died for us, he fulfilled the law to already make us righteous. So just like in the beginning with Adam and Eve, he gave them everything that was needed in order to accomplish whatever task they had so they could freely work for him. That's what grace does and the law doesn't. It provides everything so that we could freely work for God. You see, when the law came into place, now it was do this to get this. Do that to get that. So man changed from doing things because they love God or doing things because they want to do it for God to doing things because they want a blessing. And the intention was all wrong. So man will come and give because he wants to get. Not because he's a sower. Not because it's the right thing to do. Not because it's thanking God. And that's what Jesus came to deal with. So man could really worship God in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing it just to get from God, and not doing it because you love God, then the intentions are all wrong. Our Ephesians 2, 11, 12, we all have to say amen. amen. Therefore remember that formerly you are, are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Verse 12 says, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. So you see, we had nothing to do with this. But many Christians are still trying to fulfill the law by rule keeping. We're still trying to mix grace with the law instead of mixing grace with faith. So what we end up doing is beating people up and condemning them, then draw them in. You understand? There were no Christians under the law. Christ did not die. So you and I were not part of that covenant. We were not the children of Abraham. We were not the kid, the the, the ancestors, the uh, the descendants of those that were in the desert. God gave that covenant to them. God given to us the new covenant, Amen. the good covenant with better promises, sweeter promises, mm -hmm. the covenant that has all the blessings and none of the curses. Because God said in His heart, you know what? I can't find a man to keep this covenant. It was a blood covenant. God had to do his part. We had to do our part, and God had to do his part. Problem is, God said he can't do his part because we're not doing our part. So what did he do? He sent his son to die to fulfill the law, and then made a covenant with his son, Jesus, who was righteous, who was able to keep the law, and then buy us in, graft us in, that we may receive the blessings, and that is the good news, that we're not going to get blessed. 
We are blessed. Amen. We need to just materialize it. We are blessed. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. You're going to be as blessed as you're going to ever be until you realize that you are blessed. You see, what God did is that he dealt with the state of you. When Jesus came and he died, it's like this. Say, I'm a, I, I say I'm a rich billionaire. Amen. Claim it. Hallelujah. Right? And I have six kids. And I have a will for my six kids. As long as I'm living, everything that I have, who does it belong to? You. Exactly. That's why Jesus died. Thank you, Lord. So all the blessings that Jesus deserved from keeping the law. That we were not able to. When he died. We inherited his will. That's why it says we are here. And joint heirs to the throne of God. And unlike Adam. He, the devil couldn't have tricked Jesus. He tried many times. So Jesus will never fall. So we'll be, always be grafted in. So now. God keeps his part. Jesus keeps his part. We get the benefits. That's the goodness of this. Mm. That is the good news. Yeah. And that's the thing we have to believe. You see, what happens is a lot of people that find it so hard, they, they feel they have to work to obtain the blessing. But the Bible says anytime you do something to get something, you're under the law again. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the law was. You're back under the law. God in the beginning give Adam and give Adam and Eve everything so they could freely serve him. So when they serve him, they're not doing it because they want something. They're doing it because they love him. Right? And he gave them one commandment. And the goodness of the new covenant, we don't have 613 commandments like the old covenant that was given to the children of Israel. We, sure would. we don't have that anymore. Amen. Just like the beginnings, God was showing us Jesus through glimpse of the Old Testament, through shadows, for us to walk with the bright, like with the bridegroom. Just like in, just like in the beginning, He now has given us one commandment. What is that commandment? Love. Love is the one commandment. Just like in the beginning. He got it out of one commandment. He said, don't eat from the tree. Adam wasn't able to. He gave us one commandment now. He said, love. Does that mean that we shouldn't do the Ten Commandments? No. The Ten Grace objective is still holiness. But love will, will teach you to love, to, to not kill. Love will cause you to not steal. Love will cause you to not bow down to idols. Love will cause you to put God first. And that's the goodness of the new covenant. I want to read something real quickly from the old covenant. Uh, just to, I remember uh, some of the scriptures Jesus had told, I believe one of his disciples, he said, it was many that were, that desired to be born in the period in which you were born in. And I think now I understand it because in this, in this new covenant of grace, a lot of, of us Christians take it for granted. 
Mm. We don't understand how good it is. What mm. really God has done. That's why we keep trying to work to get something done. You know, we could come in with the bad, the wrong intentions of the reason why we give, the reason why we pray, the reason why we fast. Versus believing and receiving. Mm -hmm. Something else came to mind. I know I'm going on very long, but I feel like God is bringing things to my mind. Mm -hmm. This is what it is when it's receiving the blessing of trying to get God to do something versus God has already done it and you're just going to use your faith to align yourself to that, right? When I was younger, a little kid, my mom is there, she, she'll, she'll know. Back in my country, uh, I'm from Guyana, so it's tropics, and it rains a lot. As little kids, five, six, seven years old, when it rains down like that, we would either escape or ask our parents' permissions to go play in the rain, mm -hmm. right? So me and my little brother, we would get away and we would go outside and run around with the little boxes all over in the rain and we were playing. We got our soap. We said we were showering in the rain, you know. <laughs> and we had this church on our block that was the biggest building in the entire neighborhood. So the rain be pouring and we'll be getting small drops. Let's think of those drops as mercy, small mercies, mm -hmm. right? A little here and there, receiving things here, receiving things there. It's, it's, not, it's not the full amount, it's the small drops, right? But when we went into the churchyard, the roof was so big, it had little pipes coming from the end that will capture all the water from the roof and put it on that little point pipes. And when we go under that pipe, the water will just rush out on us like all of us is like a big shower yeah. because the roof is so big and it's just capturing all the water in that small pipe. And that water is always coming from that pipe. But we didn't get that big shower until we go under that pipe. That's all that faith does. So when Jesus died on the cross and he said it's finished, mm -hmm. he said the same thing echo all the way back to the beginning when God said it was finished. With the blessing, it was finished with the Garden of Eden, it was finished with providing everything for Adam. He's saying, God has provided everything that you need. You need to get under the pipe. <laughs> That's all your faith does, but you have to believe in the finished works of Jesus, and that's why I wanted to touch on the law. Because if you still think that you have to work to get it versus believing like Abraham did, and it was counted out to him for righteousness. Then you that's really acting in unbelief. Because if you're saying you have to work to get it, don't you don't believe that you already did it. Mm -hmm. You see the difference there? Yeah. And that's why he said I have to touch on the covenant of the law and then touch on the covenant of grace. Amen. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. Are we getting anywhere? Yes. <laughs> Am I talking a little too much? No. You loving it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, did I tell everyone to turn to Deuteronomy 28? Yes. Or did I not? Yes. I did? Yes. 
I forgot, 28, 15, 68? No. Okay, okay. I'll just read this one. If you want to write it down, you could. Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68. No. Deuteronomy 28, 15, sorry. I said 68. That was no 68. I was going to read until 68. <laughs> uh, that's a typo right there. <laughs> no, no, no. That was going to be long. It's all they reading. <laughs> I'll just read it. Because um, it's really short, but I just want you to see what was going to happen. Um, it says, however, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all these commandments and degrees I'm giving to you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. That was from the old covenant. All those covenant, all, all those curses was coming on you and overtake you if you didn't complete that 613 laws. Mm. Do you understand now how good the grace of God is? Yes. Do you do you fully understand how good the grace of God is? Amen. There's not a man alive today that haven't sinned for the year. Amen. You see, the sacrificial part of the law, right? What it did was because man couldn't keep the law, God would slay, let them slay a lamb. So it would cover their sins for a year to keep the curse at bay. Because they didn't deserve the blessing. The Jews, they did not deserve the blessings. Why? Because they did not fulfill their part of the agreement. But the slaying of the lamb is what kept it at bay, but only for a year. But I just thank God for Jesus. I just thank God for Jesus. Because the lamb that God used with the Jews was just a shadow of the Son of God. The true and living lamb, whose blood is more worthy than any blood of any lamb. He was slain once for all our sin, for all eternity, to always keep the curse at bay. So you, as a born again Christian, you are not cursed. And you cannot be cursed. You will never be cursed. The Bible shows the prophet of Baal, he, he tried to curse the people of God, and every time he opened his mouth, he ended up blessing them. Why? Because God already blessed them. What God has blessed, no one can curse. That's right. And to be blessed means to be empowered to prosper. So I just want everyone to understand that you are empowered to prosper. Thank you. Whatever you do it, do it with all your might. Don't be lazy. Because resting is not resting from work, it's resting while you work. What you're really resting from is believing that you could do it yourself. Thank you. You're resting from yourself, effort and self-righteousness. That's where you're resting from. But you let God work in your life and he will get things done. So just know that whatever you're doing, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be the head and not the tail. Mm -hmm. Thank you. God, Jesus, that's what he died for. That's what, that's what your inheritance is. Thank you. you are a king among kings. You are a prince of heaven, a princess of heaven. And that's what the goodness and the grace of God did. Thank you. And that's why I wanted to touch on the covenant of the Mosaic Law. 
so we could understand that we are free mm. from that law. We are free mm. from that covenant because that covenant was a covenant of blood. And Jesus died and shed his blood to Lord. make us free from it. Mm -hmm. So we could enact in the new covenant, mm -hmm. which is the covenant of grace. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Next time, uh, Pastor, give me an opportunity. I'll preach on the covenant of grace. We're still in the wrestling and the finished works of Jesus. Okay. We're still there. Amen. Right? Yes. But to get to the end, we got to touch on certain things so we fully understand the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen.